0: Auto? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, what condition my condition was in.
2: I woke up this morning with the sun down shining in him. Oh. Where's
3: the money, Lebowski? Where's the fing money, s oh, It's off.
1: off.
4: off. It's down there somewhere, let me take another look. Found my mind in a brown paper bag, within then... 106 miles to Chicago, we got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes, it's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses.
2: Hit it. I tripped on a cloud and fell eight
4: miles high, high, I tore my mind on a jagged sky. Okay, you know, you guys aren't privy to all the news, so, uh, you know, That's what you, uh, that's what you pay me for. I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah, let's cut to the chase, okay? What are you guys selling? I
3: lost you $60,000. There is no one who wants to make that money back for you more than I do.
5: There's just one thing, dude. What's that?
0: You have to use so many cuss words. Are you talking about?
6: Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. I woke up this
0: morning. Lord, North Face, Captain Jack. Sometimes I almost Matt Ryan and Burn. Matt Ryan—he's a, Ryan. a quarterback. It's a quarterback. I'm looking at this thing on Amazon's football. I'm reading this article and uh, t- thinking about quarterbacks. All of a sudden, you became a quarterback.
5: Understandable, understandable. I do have the physique. You have the physique. You got the, yeah. you got the rifle arm. You got the whole <laughs> bit, right?
0: The, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> anyway, S&P futures down 43. Nasdaq is down 155. And the uh, talk on TV is nobody knows why. Why are we down? Well, crypto's down. Crypto's going down. It's like follows the market now, or leads the market, or does something. But uh, we have Mr. Kevin.
2: You do. Good morning. Happy Friday.
0: You too. And I'm. I'm going to say, man. I'm going to say that Kevin is 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 another confused guy, just like me. Hmm. Just saying.
2: Interesting. It's a way of life for some of uh, us. Time. We're
0: just. We're just. Uh, locked in confusion.
5: I guess so.
0: Did you realize that Amazon is now totally taking over Thursday night football?
2: Oof. Yeah, I think I heard that somewhere along the line. So yeah, if anybody wants Amazon to, Amazon Prime is going to do the Thursday night games.
0: All, all of them. Nobody gets, nobody gets a break, even late in the season. Nothing like that, which is bizarre to me. I, I tell you what, if I, I never really wanted to be a bar owner, but this, this sucks. I got to get Apple, I got to get Amazon just to watch these games. I mean, or, or just say the hell with it. See so, you now, but you might ask a question if you were in a state of confusion, like I think you and I are. Gee, didn't we just watch Dump Bears last night on Thursday? But that was not Thursday night football. That was Monday night football.
2: Monday night football, a special Thursday night edition of yes. Monday Monday night football.
5: Matt, have you, so that's okay. Yeah, Matt, do you understand any of this? I understand. It sounds. Uh, it sounds like a, a lot of excuses. Yes. Mon- Monday Night Football, so it, it was just a, de- a delay, is that right? No, it, was a, it no. was a
0: special, Monday Night Football is a brand name, right? So it was uh. a special edition of Monday Night Football on a Thursday night. Yeah. So now are we going to get more special editions of Monday Night Football on a Thursday night? I and double wait up on until thir- we get
2: a special edition of Thursday Night Football on Monday.
0: Yeah, well we got to have Amazon. I, I have no intention of ever getting Amazon Prime. No. I'm just saying. And if, and if I can't watch the Thursday game, I guess I'll live, Kevin same way you know the Cubs I I pay for this marquee but I'm I'm getting screwed games there too going to Apple right how many times can you sell the same event
2: well it, it, the good thing about the good thing and bad thing about the Cubs and uh, as it relates to Apple is they don't go there very much because they aren't worth featuring
0: um I think it was set before the year I think they were on there a few times I bet it's even I don't know if it's like money well, maybe
2: because they aren't worth featuring i haven't noticed because i wasn't going to watch anyway well there was two and, and you know what I, I don't mean to denigrate the cubs they're actually playing pretty good baseball of late and as i've said all year uh, you know what the, the way they play is good they just don't have enough good players and and they're starting to figure out who the who their keepers are going to be over the next few years and i you know i, I think you could probably identify uh, half a dozen or so maybe uh, maybe a few more with some of the Young pitchers who are getting their chances now, Uh, but there's you know there's some people who can be around. So the Cubs are quasi interesting. Um, The White Sox just you know uh, I've always said you know the two things that piss me off most are uh, bad management and bad baseball. And uh, the White Sox fall under the category of bad baseball.
0: They have the best record in baseball since the All Star break. White Sox, yeah, they did or at least they
2: did before. Oh, yeah, it, which is which is part of the frustration is they have the talent to be excellent,
0: yeah. Um,
2: they they just don't have the execution to be excellent. Um, do you think Giolito is and, and when, so and as a result, uh, you know, I will uh, steal John McKay's line and uh, how do I feel about the White Sox's execution? I'm in favor of it,
0: yes. <laughs> well, the uh, I, I, have a, I have a question about you know being a manager, I mean, I. I was always manager and general manager, so there was never any problem with the two people talking to each other. This guy, that, this, the Cubs got for, was at the Dodgers? This, uh, what's his name, Mc- Mc- McSumpton something He played third base the last few days? Yeah. Uh, um, are, are they trying to lose games? The guy's horrible. He's made like three errors right when they needed him in the last two games I've won. No, he,
2: he did throw out a guy at the plate last night, though.
0: I know, but he... In but a 3-2 ball game. But this is the second time he's thrown wild at first on just a routine play. And,
2: uh, yeah. I, I, again, I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's a keeper. He's. He's not one of those that I would put on the list and say, "Well, that guy's a keeper." Um, but. But you you know you have found a couple of infielders that you think are pretty good. Um, uh, what's his name? Nick Madrigal is showing him that yeah. uh, you know he's worth a longer look, um, since he's come back from uh, injury and. Uh, you know, that Nico Horner has sort of established himself, and everybody likes Chris Morrell and. Uh, and uh, Velasquez, uh, you know, is showing you—he's—he's uh, he's a guy who, you know, uh, under in normal times would not be in the majors yet, and he's kind of keeping his head above water, which is a, a good thing for a guy who's got a lot of potential. And he shows an incredible amount of talent. So, uh, you know, I think you're and, and Seiya Suzuki is going to be around for a while, so you know, they, they have uh, they have him going for them. Uh, you know, I think I- as you look at the Cubs, they're not a total washout anymore.
0: No. Well, the teams that are playing him are finding that out. I mean, they're uh,
2: yeah, I agree.
0: I mean, uh, that's that way they one not kids got an armed, does not he? At Velasquez,
2: yeah. Oh, he's, he's an incredible talent, um, and uh, you know, I, I think there is a uh, there's a pretty good chance uh, that he's going to be part of their solution.
0: Yeah, I do too. And I, uh, well, I mean, Morrell surely is. I mean, the guy's combination of speed and everything else. Now he's
2: yeah, we he this wall. Uh, a little bit, and you know, and, and the, the league has adjusted to him, and so we'll see if he, uh, you know, if he rolls back at him. And uh, but you know, a lot of these guys, and you know, on, on almost every other team, would not even be in the major leagues at this point.
0: No, so they'd, they'd, they'd be high prospects for sure. Well, Nico yeah, Horn be
2: considered prospects, and and so now, so you have these guys where you're looking at them and saying. Uh, Uh, you know, this guy, um, you know, this guy has, all he has to do is hold his own for this year. And if he can, if he can do that much, um, then he'll be well positioned to, uh, go into next season, ready to succeed.
0: I like the, uh, young catcher, the red-haired guy. Which one? The guy with the red hair. I mean, you know, you know, his
2: he, whatever his name is, Higgins.
0: yeah, yeah. Um, you know who's inter- um, interesting? Interesting listen. Yeah, he's,
2: he's he's not bad, but he's not their hot catching prospect. They have a, uh, a hot stuff catching prospect uh prospect in the minors.
0: Um, you know it's interesting. I I'm not a how can I say this diplomatically? I'm not a huge and, fan. And by the
2: way, I'd be all in favor of keeping Contreras. Yeah. Big thing that, the big complaint always about him is that he can't frame pitches. You know, give it give it another year or two and he's not going to have to frame pitches because they're going to be calling things, you know, automated, so
0: well yeah, I don't know about that. But. You
2: would think the Cubs would be pushing for that, you know, because otherwise they have a. Yeah, but this whole frame thing, where guys an, in, in, in every other part of the game, they have a star
0: catcher. Well, you know, the guy, the one one guy that I know, the one umpire when he came up, he, he was constantly given getting stuff reversed. Uh, the, is it uh, John Tumpane? I knew his uncle Mike real well. He's used to play basketball three nights a week, uh, and uh, so he, evidently he did he did a game. It was either a playoff game or something where he got he had every single pitch right. They were saying that the other night. Because he umped he up home plate in the uh, Field of Dreams game. Oh, okay. And they were saying that the last game he, he umped or something, they graded him. He got every single call right. So, I mean, it's you not... Know, like and, th-
2: and, and, and there just aren't that many that can do that. It's really, really hard. So the whole question is, what's your percentage and what's your variance game by game? And, the, the, you know, we know all the statistical measurements because they're the same ones you'd use in industry. Um... And uh, so, you know, but, but some of them just have you know. I, I look, and they're so frustrating, and and you know from uh, having played yourself, you know, a guy who gets an it's one thing if you miss one that's just really really close. Okay, anybody can do that, but when you have a ball that's you know uh, three uh, uh, three baseballs out of the uh, out of the zone and uh, on one and one and you call it a strike you've just taken the hitter out of the count
0: well you yeah, have and a the, f-
2: the flip of the count from one and two to uh, two and one to one to two one and two is, is just a, a tremendous difference well I th- and, I think and it's the same thing if you get it wrong the other way and it's the same thing to the pitcher you've just taken you know uh, put the pitcher uh, uh, behind the eight ball if yeah, for mm-hmm. pitching
0: for more than one or two years and watching major league baseball for way too long uh, can you think if I'd spent all that time like studying then I watched major league baseball I think i would Maybe I'd be smart or something. Uh, it's, it's all about positioning and where the ball is and whether you're blocked. Kevin, okay, I mean, if, if you watch, an uh, uh, umpire that goes down over the over the catcher's first base shoulder, the outside corner to a left-handed batter, which would be the other side, that's the danger zone. If the catcher's in the, in, in the way or he's moving or something's happening or the ball moves the last minute just as the catcher's moving, that's where the bad calls are going to be. Because that's the part you can't see. Same way in, in softball. If an umpire stood to the... To, if you went up there as a right-handed batter and the ump stood on your side of the catcher, I would immediately pitch the outside corner. It had been pitched two, three inches off. And as long as the thing was very close, I always got the call. As soon as he moved to the other side, I did the same thing on the other side. Way back when, uh, before, before Matt was even born, when the American League umpires had the... Uh, uh, they, they stood in front of the catcher. We see in the old movies where they got the big outside protector... You see the two faces, the catcher and the umpire. Go back, I mean, if you can find any of those, of those uh, games, you rarely see the guy miss an outside-inside ball because he was right over to center to plate. But he was danger down by the knees. That's why the American League umpires, they always said they called the high strike and not the low strike because the guy couldn't see the low strike. It's all about location and can you see it and the catcher move and the catcher gets in your way. It's not like these guys are ready. Oh,
2: that, that's part one. The other thing they say is you're not going to get the call if uh, if you put your target inside and the, the pitch goes outside, even if it's a strike,
0: what did I just say, and catcher movement, catcher yeah. flies out there and well, he gets in the way.
2: Yeah, the catcher may be moving, but sometimes it's just reaching. Well, and but they're I'm, saying, well, the pitch wasn't accurate, so it must be a ball. You know, in those cases, I, you know, I'm, I I think that one's on the umpire. Well, your are, job well, not to assess.
0: What I'm saying, Kevin, when he sees whether the pitch hit the target or not, if if you're lined up inside and a catcher, you see the mitt come inside. You're looking at ball's coming pretty fast. You're, you're looking to you're looking to make a call there. You're all set up for it. All of a sudden, it flies the other way. He's moving that way, and it's real hard for you to. But you know the thing. Instead of, I'm not saying you're doing this. You're not. Instead of the world bitching at the umpires, watch a string of, with a good pitcher. Watch a string of like 25 pitches in a row, and you'll find 22 of them are on the edge. It's not like they're down the middle or a foot outside. I mean, every single one is on the edge. With <laughs> some of these guys, they're just just—they're just that good. And it's a question of, you know, is, is the ball an inch outside or is, is it ball touching it or not touching it? Or is it if it, is it half over? How many balls per game when they have that box up there? It, does does, does the, the edge of the box split the ball one way or the other, either halfway or a quarter of the way like, like a moon? You know, yeah, crack. it's
2: pretty often.
0: Yeah, it's pretty often. And,
2: and, and those are the ones where I would never complain about the call no matter which way it went those I you know I'm I'm totally willing to grant that you know that is incredibly difficult to get each time and so you know if, if an umpire can get 100% or even 90% of those he's he's great um, it, it's it's the ones that are egregiously out of the zone
0: if the ball if any part of the ball touches any part of the strike zone is that a strike? I mean, I, I actually don't know yeah. the answer to that. Yes. Okay. Well, what, what, you, what you don't see on the, on, the, on the the things on the TV is you don't see the direction of the ball coming in. I mean, you, you could you could actually cut the, the back part of the plate and that thing's not going to see it. Right, yeah, I mean...
2: Which is why they're going to eventually go to
0: automated. No, I'm saying... They they the, the technology
2: the, and... And, and it'll eliminate a lot of bitching.
0: I, I want would, I would no part of that technology, I'd be honest with you. I'm um,
2: sorry you don't, but it's
0: going to happen. Well, I mean, the game is not perfect. Remember our, our buddy Shanny was saying his, his kid's playing his little league game, and all of a sudden it's, it's the manager's doing a huge bitch at the umpire. Every, everything, he's bitching at every call. So the guy goes in, and he sits down next to the manager. He says to the pitcher, play ball. The manager says, well, what are you doing? He said, "If it's that much easier to call him over here, I might as well sit here." Just saying.
2: Well, yeah, and I, I get that from the umpires. I, you know, I had an umpire. Um, it, it, actually, it was at Mount Greenwood, uh, playing with you, and I had an umpire. He uh, shut me down pretty good. He made he made a bad call. I was I was safe, I'm still safe. Uh, yeah. and, uh, and and I got up and uh, started arguing my point. And he says, "Oh, you want to criticize my umping?" You made an error a couple innings ago. That was a really bad play. <laughs>
0: <It was>. I'm <laughs> okay, on par at least.
2: Uh, you got a point there. I'm on par um, at least
0: as good as your plan. playing.
2: I'm not willing to accept that the game's not perfect as an excuse when, in that one area, you have the opportunity to make the game damn near perfect and beyond argument.
0: Well, I have a question for you about Mr. Sutcliffe. I'm not really sure I like the banter. I don't think he has as much humor going for him as easy as maybe you need to in his long periods of games tell you what, though, he is amazingly blunt about plays and, and, and players and how whether they're playing well or not. You think he's a keeper with that? I I, I like um, it. I've mean, well, I mean, been
2: it doing it, baseball for a long time, so I would think if, if he were considered a keeper, that
0: uh, that he would be hired full-time somewhere. Well, so I mean,
2: It's possible that he, he likes doing it once in a while and doesn't need to do it all the time.
0: Well, I think there's a big difference, as we saw with Steve Stone and your and your buddy, uh, what's his name, the manager of the Astros? Uh, Dusty Baker. Yeah, Dustin Dusty, we trusty. Uh, there's a big difference between doing an ESPN game once a week or twice a week, I think, or, or, or my opinion, and, and doing every single game for the home team when you're flying with everybody. And you're critical.
2: Yeah, because you got to deal with them day, every day. Because, I mean, he
0: just—he well. basically and, and, said and last and night... there is
2: no doubt... That some of them are going to confront you. They're going to be very pissed, or they'll just cut you off.
0: Well, I mean, and yesterday he said he goes the Cubs have been had this streak where they've done real well, and the reason why they've done real well is because their defense has not let them down. He goes last night in an inning, and tonight the defense has been terrible, at least to winning. I mean, they, they had the guy Madrigal's the guy, not Madrigal. No, what were the guy's name? Third base. He gave the game away the other night. Two errors, and it was that was a game. And uh, the last one against the Nationals or the one they lost. And but I mean, it, you know, he, but you know, you got There's not a. There's not really a Howard Cosell around anymore. if I was surprised last night. He, he was just talking well, about it.
2: and and Howard Cosell used to say he told it like it like it was. You know, I, I just tell it like it is. Howard, you tell it like you see it, and that's not necessarily how it is.
0: I I, I miss him. <laughs> I really, yeah, really. I,
2: I do. But but I always felt that that correction was necessary because there were a lot of times when I thought he was full of crap.
0: Oh well, that's you know,
2: uh, I'd, I'd be watching it and say, "Are you and I watching the same ball game here?"
0: Well, that's the truth. I he was. Uh, in, but you know, it, it, it's funny the background of the guy. Did you ever read one of his books? we we'll go on to some more topics here because he his his job during World War II at an at age, I'm going to say 24, 25, He had shot up in the ranks. I don't know if it was, the milita- if it was the military. Was the military? I don't know. If it was the navy? Who the hell it was. He was in charge of of all uh, landing craft production in New York Harbor. It was like twenty five thousand people that worked under him. All of a sudden, the war ended, and he, like everybody else, just got like tossed out. <laughs> like no, one day, one day he's got twenty five thousand people. He's hustled around making sure landing craft for D-Day and all the other places are being done. All of a sudden, one day he's out, and then he ends up schlumping to law school at night or something. And uh, then but he always carried this. He always loved sports. so He had this little can you imagine what a, a tape recorder must look like in those days carrying it around? Mm-hmm. And I uh, just going, went and interviewed like player after player after player to learn the game and so forth and and his, his his uh said he could never get a job really anywhere because he never played the game, even though he was convinced he knew as much about it. but he you know I he was it Was
2: the title of one of his books, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And uh well his big shtick was he was considered the best boxing announcer. Right? And uh and then knew all those guys and that's how he basically came up the road the the uh that original Monday Night crew Were those guys wild or what? <laughs> it was so much fun to listen to those idiots uh, but Speaking of which the Bears have like the C team last night or what? Those guys were
2: had, No, I think those are the guys from ESPN That we're going to hear on Monday night
0: so Oh God All well, he was talking about Seattle the whole game And how lousy he's he, he was I think his,
2: his, if he's not their lead announcer He's going to be on a lot Wow well, He's been around for a while
0: you can, always, you can always turn the radio up I guess But uh, Jeez. All right. So, what do you make of the market in the dumper here today? And uh, we've got we've got stuff going on this week. We've got the crypto thing going down. You know, it's 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 always interesting, Kevin. Whenever you you see something, I mean, I've been you know around in this for a while, and I I, I read my one of my biggest questions in life always is why did the why did the crash of twenty nine happen on like that Monday and not the Monday before or the Monday after? I mean, why did why did the in nineteen eighty two? I started before that. So obvious that the direction I mean it was when I say obvious, interest rates were fifteen percent. It was obvious that if the market was going to make a big move, unless it was going to zero because it was almost near zero, then that was like eight hundred. Uh, that it had to be up. I mean, the, the the only logical move of any direction was for interest rates to go down because we we just couldn't stay like that. I mean, the world could just not stay like that. And now this time, I thought, well, the world couldn't stay at zero. I mean, why would anybody? Uh, why would the investment community constantly give people money for nothing? And yet, you're, you're, you're right, but you're always get the er- checks for free. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're you're just constantly. Now here we are going into every every place you look, the, the economy is is screeching to a halt. And and I was uh, as I look at this savings per family number, and and I compare that to uh, well, yes, they just as an aside, I had a. The, the downstairs apartment where I where I live um, had some issues with plumbing, like as in backing up and which is not good. So I get these guys to come on. Of course being plumbers they're late. No,
2: it's not good in the uh, in the literal sense and it's not good in the uh no. bodily function sense. No,
0: no. Especially when you when you when you can't use the can. <laughs> it's not good. Well, and a lady's got her friend and, yeah, and, and, and it if both happen at the same time. Yeah. Big problem. Yeah, big problem. So I get these guys over, and they're, they're characters, right? But they're, they're my guys. So they come over the next day, and they got this huge honking machine. So I said, you guys don't really need me, do you? Now, so I go upstairs. And uh, so they, they're hacking away, and the guy goes, well, you, you came real close to, like, real bad news. And I go, all right, how close, and what would be the bad news? He goes, well, you got this, you got this huge clay drain pipe underneath the building. Said so it's loaded with, like, tree, tree roots and stuff. And I go, there isn't a tree, yeah. there isn't a tree within 200 yards of the place doesn't matter there was one and as soon as they those old roots if they feel water like they, they come back to life and go to it. <laughs> you got to be kidding me so he says we finally made it through they had like 10 pounds of, of roots in the bathroom that they dug out and they, they, finally everything started working fine and uh, you know and the bill was you know I don't, I don't think it was an exception it was 980 bucks for you know for four hours and three guys I mean then just huge machines and stuff I don't think it was totally out of line but god Kevin it, it's so and last week, I talked about vet bills. I mean, we're so far away. And then, what did what did Dan say they wanted for the tr- new transmission and his ten year old Mercedes? Twenty five grand. I mean, these numbers are are, are so far a I mean, every everybody in the world, their entire savings rate is, is an afternoon with three plumbers and a vet bill away from being broke. I mean, that, that's where, that's where the country company country is. And I think the answer well, is the yes.
2: Is that ultimately, you know, you brought up uh, cryptocurrencies before isn't that ultimately what's going on with crypt, uh, cryptocurrencies you, you know you, you create all this money it, it's it got to go somewhere and yep. so it, you know it goes into inflation in many aspects and a lot of it parked into cryptocurrencies and bid up the price there and, it, and, and yet there was no value to demonstrate you know that, that went with it so um, you know anything like that is subject to crash
0: well you know it's I uh, like I said, I, I'm, you know, once in a while, once a month, they have a kind of a, a meeting for one of the old guys. Uh, one of the ju- he's still a judge, older dude, and a bunch of people show up because they really like the guy. i have liked him forever, and there's a kind of a, a, a party of, ju- of judges and lawyers. What a group that is! And, and you know, one of the guys, like the other night, just asked me about you know what do you guys talk about on the show? What do you think about the economy? And I, in inflation, I started. I just gave about a one minute dissertation, and I could just see everybody go, "What is this guy talking about?" And these guys are. Amazingly educated people—they're judges, they're lawyers. You start talking about what the Fed's done or whatever, and they like, "What are you talking about? What does the Fed have anything to do with inflation?" I go, "Really? <laughs> Good lord!" I mean, it's what they have to do? I have everything yeah, to but, do with it? But it's—but it, it would be like me talking to them about some case. I don't know what the hell. i, I you know—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, nothing—nothing in my pay grade. I have no idea about some case that those guys are trying or whatever is. I mean, especially if it's a criminal case, if it's a money case, I might be able to make a stab at it. But anyway, hey, well, SP Future's down 41. Yeah, you futures could down be one. on down jury. <laughs> oh, yeah, God, no. SP Future's down 141. Be right back, Stacks and Jacks.
1: Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and a good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation and I would be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at Audrey Johnson at Realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. <laughs>
6: Support the Stocks and Jocks team. Hats, t-shirts, sweatshirts, jackets, and Chiefs favorite, the Stocks and Jocks ladies thong, all available at our online store. Just go to StocksandJocks.com and click the link to order any amount of great Stocks and Jocks merchandise for yourself and any other Stocks and Jocks listener in your life. The prices are affordable and the selection is out of the park. The Stocks and Jocks online store at StocksandJocks.com.
3: The Homer Broadcasting System is on the air! Stocks, jocks
0: stocks, jocks, stocks and jocks. You are out
3: of
1: control.
0: Right here, right now, right here, right now, right now. back Stocks and Jocks. I'm Tom Smith. Matt Byrne on the board. We're taking him back from his quarterback status. Uh, we, we accuse him of being Matt Ryan. Of um, is he still, I wonder if he's still, is he tired? or is he still playing this year? Is he got one more year? Anyway, uh, I'm I don't. not sure. <laughs> the easy confusion Yeah, SP futures down 40. He does down, down 141. Dow down 268. I uh, got some interesting, well, we'll get to the crypto here in a second. Over in Asia, we've got Nikki down 11, so they're quiet. They passed on all this stuff. Uh, Shanghai down 19.5%. Hang uh, Seng up 9, but still 17,993. Doesn't look like I'm going to dash at 20,000 anytime soon here. Uh, Europe, we got DAX down 96.7. FTSE down 5. Or I'm saying up 5.1%. CACRON down 30.5%. So nothing like here anywhere. Uh, bonds, up 7 basis points, 2.95. Trying to get back to 3. That's a 10 year rate. At a bond, positive 0.12. Uh, that's point, or back up to 1.21. These guys were 0.89 like a week or two ago. So they're, they're pretty much rocketing up, even though it doesn't, I mean, it's not much, but in percentage terms, it's a lot. Japan, up 1 basis point, back over 20 0.208 oil down at dollar 83, kind of settling in here at these numbers. I'm pretty quiet under 90 here for like a week or so. Brent down one ninety nine ninety four sixty Natural gas down 23 cents, back under nine bucks, 8.95. Our Bob down four cents, 2.98. We've got gold down 7.70, 17.63. That's as low as it's been in a while. Silver down 31 cents, 19.15. Copper unchanged, 3.63. This is one of the big moves this morning. Bitcoin down. Nineteen hundred bucks to twenty-one thousand four hundred touched twenty-five thousand last weekend. At some point during the trading, and we have the. Uh, get this out of the way. We have the. Uh, your, the uh, euro dollar is down another thirty-five. We're right down to one one dollar point five two for the euro. So almost ready to go under a buck again. Uh, that's a big. That, it's big news if it goes
5: under a dollar. Matt, what do you got for us, Travis Wheeler Sports? Good morning. Currently 6.34 a.m. on Friday, August 19th, 2022. In the MLB yesterday, Cubs win against Orioles 3-2. White Sox lose a brutal 21-5 to Houston. And Diamondbacks versus Giants, Diamondbacks win 5-0. to It's week two of the preseason in the NFL. Last night, Bears play Seattle, win 27-11. to Tonight at 7, St. Louis with Green Bay, and at 9, Texans with LA Rams. Weather in Chicago, currently cloudy, 67 degrees, a high of 87 and a low of 67. In Phoenix, partly cloudy, 81 degrees currently, a high of 94 and a low of 77. Now for traffic in Chicago, heavy traffic eastbound on the Eisenhower between Wolf Road to Congress Parkway, keep in mind an accident at South Pulaski Road causing right lane blockage, expect up to 10 minute delays. Traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between fifty first Street to the Jane Burn Interchange downtown. Traffic northbound on the Stevenson between Route 171 to South Damon. That's so all we got, Chief. Back to you.
0: The uh, those that haven't, I've been <laughs> following this uh, Bed Bath and Beyond story. This is I B Y. I don't Kevin if you've had any uh, stock was uh, let's see, let me get the right date here. It was like five bucks on uh five oh three on seven twenty five. So that wasn't long ago. This is one of these meme stocks where everybody just piles in and, oh. and all of a sudden it starts racing up and everybody in the world jumps in and the momentum plays and the volume goes to the moon and blah, blah, blah. The well, thing runs up. I saw it well over 20 one day intraday. This, this is a, a graph of closing prices. Um, I think it like touched 25 or something. So one of the guys, this guy, I think his name is Cohen, was a investor maybe when it was down. He pukes out. He, he told everybody he was doing it. He, he pukes out like 9 million shares right around... I think twenty or nineteen or something. Things back down to ten, and uh, all of a sudden, uh, every everybody in the news media this morning is, "Where's the SEC?" This is an outright... I, I think the guy. It seems to me the dude followed the, the. He didn't. He didn't bid it up from five to twenty. I mean, I don't. I don't uh, Kevin, what do you make of this? this? This is like we've been doing this now for like a year and a half. These meme stacks. Was it the the movie theater? Is it AM, uh, AMC? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The. Uh, they basically resurrected their COVID year by the stock uh, racing up to some incredible number, which you couldn't possibly justify. And they happened to have some treasury stock. So they puked out a bunch of treasury stock at a price they couldn't believe and refloated the company and made it through COVID with like that money. I mean, this, how do, why do people, as soon as somebody just, is this like the, the, the guy puts the horse, you know, the head, the, the, the fake horse head out and, and leads and leads the entire herd into the river or what? I mean, what? what, what I don't. I don't get it. In this world of uh, <coughs> nobody, nobody wants a broker. Don't want to talk to anybody. I'm doing this all myself. I'm getting all of my information online. All I want is free commissions. I, I I can't imagine me me advising somebody to buy this thing at like twenty one, and a week and two days later it's ten dollars. I, I can't imagine doing that for anybody, and yet. Somehow the brokers are the bad guys, you know. But if people, if you if you screw yourself, it's okay, and a firm has no, I mean, no, no responsibility whatsoever. I, I can't. I mean, if you bought this thing at twenty five on margin, you're already broke, <laughs> right? If you borrowed, you borrowed fifty percent, you borrowed, you borrowed twelve fifty, and now it's worth ten. You're toast. And
2: so, so you know, what lesson would you say is here, or is it? Is this all too? Strange and economic circumstance for us to draw any lessons from it at this point.
0: Well, I, I think the, the the lesson is, and and this is actually one of the, the the things about the business I love so much, Kevin, because it's it's so hard to tell when when one thing's flipped to another. I mean, <clears throat> if you're building a railroad where well, there was none, or you're you're building TV when there was none, or even the internet when there when there was none, it's really hard to value something like that and then generally you know the touts will tell you how valuable it's going to be, you're making a gazillion dollars and blah 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 and and you end up uh, you know it, it's liable to be overvalued for a while and if it's a success it, it grows into the value over time and maybe you don't get hurt, maybe in fact the, the value even increases but it's really hard to to, put any kind of a value judgment on something that's, that's brand new and, and could be Something everybody needs could be not that, but but then when you and then you run into movie theaters or bed you know Bed Bath and Beyond where the stores have been around for what twenty five years thirty years. These guys have a track record of of how many people go to the movies. There's there's a a quarterly thing you get and there's how how all of a sudden does a a movie theater in a pandemic (coughs) go up by you know eight hundred percent unless you found a gold mine under one of the theaters or something i mean i i, I guess there's always going to be something i mean and, and therein lies the beauty of, of, of stocks when you end up you you're you're you're, you're, uh, you're valued at some incredible vision okay and you're going to be high and then then all of a sudden the vision catches fire and you're still pretty high and, and then you not only have that vision but you adapt into other things and it looks like you've got management that is you know really the cat's behind and uh and all of a sudden one day you know you're just another retailer and you settle into a 10 PE instead of a 120 or something and that's that's really the beauty of of the industry it's the beauty of of learning how to do this stuff and 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 trying to calculate you know when that is i mean when when does amazon just become another retailer you know, right now they're they're pretty good at well, they got cloud, we got this, we got that, and, they, and they've managed to stay on this valuation edge. But someday they probably won't. You know, and then all of a sudden they will just be somebody who's faster than them, and they're just another retailer. And it's, but it's not surprising to me that stocks fly up like this on this massive momentum. It's the stocks that are doing it—a movie theater, a, a place that sells towels. I mean, really? I mean, unless unless the locations or whatever get. You know, uh, well, then it was that was the Kmart story. Oh God, forget about Kmart. You know, Jim, Jim what's his name, uh, Kramer? Uh, oh God, my buddy's going to make this a real estate play, and you have no idea how 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 you know what the property they have and how valuable it is, and blah blah blah. I mean, Kevin, you, yeah, you're right. Nobody but has it any. Didn't I-
2: seem to work out though, did
0: it? No, but because you know, you're right. Nobody has any idea. The 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 hmm. simplest. Well, there are actually two. Simple, amazing real estate stories, and uh, I'll give you one one second to guess who they were. Where the, the 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 transactions were totally for real estate, and they worked out, and nobody even knew that. There ever, somebody probably did, but never any people even knew the real estate was part of the problem. Fire away! I'm not going to give you. Guess. I'm going to give you CCB Capital Cities Broadcasting uh, take over ABC and uh, whoever the hell took over, uh, who were the guys that, was it Northwest Airlines? Northwest, we'll fly Northwest to the Southwest or something, something. Northwest Airlines owned in a, in the Tokyo real estate boom, I think owned like a square block in Tokyo or something, it was fully depreciated. And ABC owned a square block in Manhattan. And, and when Capital Cities bought ABC, the next year the square block was worth more than they paid for ABC. Same thing with uh, Northwest Air. So, I mean, you, you can have, but, but if you and I hear some bump on TV say, oh, man, you got to buy a camera. Kevin, we can't walk up to the Kmart office and you know, give me a run of, you know, uh, your 1,000 locations, and you and I do a random sample, and we've got 20 of them. We say, okay, this one's fully leased. Lease isn't even very good. Well, this one, wow, we own the property, and wow, it's, it's downtown Denver or someplace. Oh, well, that's a good one. I mean, there's there's no way you get that. So I don't know how you. Would, I mean, just to hear somebody. Well, say. Si-
2: would that not be uh, available? You know, for any kind of uh, diligence? I, or are you saying it's not available? I'd,
0: I'd, I'd, bill- I'd, I'd, or, uh, I would I uh, I
2: After you make your pitch.
0: That that's a Bob question, but I, I mean I, I mean if you if you and I walk walk into uh, uh, Walmart and say give me a, a list of your thousand locations and whether you leased it, didn't lease it. You own it. What was what was the price? What's it depreciated down to? What the current value is? I doubt if they give it, if they even have that information. I doubt if they do. Oh, here's your run, buddy, and, and drop it on your arms. I don't, I don't. think so. I've never seen an annual report of you. But I mean, it's a huge amount of data. It's like asking people for their inventory.
2: It, you know, I, I I do have to believe that it's uh, that it's available information, but especially in this day and age. But it would take a lot of data crunching to do. But we have the capability now. I mean, that's the thing, because who, who owns what is all part of public record, and if it's part of public record, it is part of the uh, big data world, and that is discoverable now.
0: I, I bet that if you could find a location, um, Audrey or Jan Frilligan, by using Audrey doing the real estate stuff, and Jan maybe using the title records, you could probably find out if it was leased or not, and what the lease was, and maybe what the taxes were. I don't know if you could find out what the depreciation was on that particular
2: piece of property.
0: I mean, you, but I'm saying this is this is a long slog through an well, awful lot of
2: stuff. And, and, and while while that's true, and depending on the nature of an acquisition, uh, it, it, it it may also prove true that um, uh, that the depreciation matters if you're just acquiring something. At, you know, and, and you need to know the book value. But by and large, the value is what the value is, and uh, uh, you know. So I, I would think. Um, that how depreciated it is doesn't matter all that much. Maybe well, I'm way off base on that.
0: Well, the Walgreens, for instance, I know those guys. Well, I there was somebody on the board of trade actually who did uh, Walgreen leases, and if, if, if people, uh, I mean, especially the Chicago area, I can't speak for the whole country. But if you if you think back 20 years, if you're 20 years old, or you were at least aware when you were 20 years ago, Walgreens were in a lot of um, what do you want to use the word, shopping center, strip malls? And, and not it, so much strip
2: malls, but, um, <laughs> well, not, I, not I, little ones I don't, don't remember Walgreens being in a lot of shopping centers, were they?
0: Well, on the south side, you know, like they were. They were the anchor tenant, like 95th and Cicero, there was a big Walgreens, it was the anchor tenant for eight more stores in that place. There might have been a, you know, furniture store at the other end, so there were two anchors, whatever. They were all over the place. And, and, and year by year, You'll see across the street there was a, like a you know transmission place or something. Well, they bought the transmission place and almost and all of a sudden made a standalone spot for them with a drive-through, and then basically bailed on the whatever the anchor tenant was. And I'm going to say I can name ten spots like that just on the south side. They wanted no part of being in anybody else's, but they didn't. They didn't buy the property, Kevin. So this is what the, in virtually every case. Because, a matter of fact, we a few guys on the trading floor almost got involved in one of these. They, were, they went out, it was a 20-year lease with another 20, and they told you just what the building was. So they went to a, a they made. They built it to, you built it to, to, to their specs, and they were your first le, uh, lessee for 20 years with 20 more. I don't know who got to do the 20 more. <coughs> but they wanted no part of any place where they were paying rent and somebody could raise the rent. And that's what they did. But I, now there's a big difference if in every one of those cases they bought the property or all of a sudden they own you know two acres at 95th and Cicero or two acres in God knows where in Schaumburg or something i don't well, and,
2: you, and you can you can still have the the store um, that they built on a uh, uh, on a corner or you know a good Retail location, but they could be leasing the property for a, over a long term.
0: Right. I mean, they wanted other so, people. I mean,
2: maybe they have a thirty-year lease on the property, and they, they built the uh, store on the property. Right. So there's
0: a there's a there's a uh, a leasehold capability to that, where if you know if somebody comes in and wants to pay three times the, what they they thought it was worth, maybe you get to split it with the guy who owns it, or you do something if you agree to move in. Mean, there's some possibility there, but the point is, it, it, whether or not it's yours or not. It's, you can't just say, gee, Walmart has all this property. It must be theirs. It might not be theirs. You know what I'm saying? But this kind of research, balance sheet, I mean, we, the, the, the thing people forget about, and one of the, the things that I would love to be able to do, Kevin, if I had, you know, wherewithal to hire. You, you and I can make a stab, certainly if, if Bob was still with us. We can make a stab at valuing a company based on their income and their cash flow and things like that. You talk about it all the time. But I never hear you say, because we don't know unless we really, really look. We never hear you say, "Gee, this this outfit that makes, uh, you know, Winnebagos or whatever I use that term for RVs, RVs as a generic term for RV. This outfit that made RVs, man, the property they have. Somebody's been trying to buy it for 20 years, and they're willing to pay them like a bazillion dollars. We would never know that. We have no idea if the balance sheet is well valued. I guess what I'm saying.
2: No, I, I understand that Tom. What I and what I'm saying though is that with the, the all of the data that is now stored, it's all you know, it's all out in cloud and you can you can subscribe to it and you can you know you can get your hands on it. That they that the analytics tools now exist and this is this is all the crap when they talk about, you know, things like Google and Facebook and all of that. That is all all of your search data, all of your uh, Facebook posts and tweets and all of that stuff it's all totally unstructured data and it's stored in about six and, and even the stuff that's structured data is stored in about you know 20 different ways uh, for each instance but the the tools exist now for people to do that kind of research and so I, I do think it's
0: discoverable now where it didn't used to be well I mean I think that
2: and, and, and I think it's discoverable at a reasonable
0: cost I mean I know I' know I'm a <clears throat> I'm a luddite uh, talking to somebody who does this for a living, but you cross into the, the, the term in the trading floor where everything's available, but you also can't take a drink out of a fire hydrant. I mean, I, I wouldn't. Know, I guess I wouldn't know where to start. That's
2: why you need? The, that's why you need the analytical tools to do it. That, that sit through that. I'll see if I can find you and and tweet out for the listeners. You know, some some you know good primers on uh, 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 big data. Okay, so data analytics
0: from our discussion here, the. Uh, a guy like me saying you'll see some of these takeovers or these combinations because of the balance sheets are tremendously good dues for the person who does the taking over. I mean when Pullman was taking over, you took him over because those there's like fifteen companies in a row that went because their pension fund was overvalued, which nobody would know unless you happen to be on the inside or maybe you got due diligence or something. But uh, now it's maybe some of the properties overvalued or something. Could be patents that nobody's using, could be anything. But there's something overvalued. I just, we, you know, it's there. I mean, I, 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 know it's there. I think I know it's there. But I don't see how, if, if your guys armed with all this intelligent way of getting this information, there's a thousand companies out there, Kevin. How, how would I even point your guys at the, at the ten most likely? I like could be, in other words, how would you even know where to start? You can't do all of them.
2: Yeah, you probably can actually.
0: <laughs> really? Okay. Well, boy. Yeah.
2: Yeah, if, if you have enough computing power, yeah, sure, of course you can, and 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 it, it doesn't it, it takes surprisingly little, especially in the days of uh, cloud computing, because you can just go purchase you know what you need for an analysis and then give it back. So you're um, you're, you're saying, and, and and if you're not, and you know if, if you're not doing anything proprietary on it, you're not you know you're not concerned about security so much. Um, that you know that's a good option for you.
0: So you're telling me that if uh, on the north side where I live, say say I was, you know, somebody dropped some uh, a big a big bag of, bag of coin on me, it'd have to be a real big bag of coin, and I was interested in buying, say, Home Depot. That like today, your your, your guys your peeps could tell me that the, the Home Depot on Elston, the Home Depot on North Day Avenue, and the one in Halsted, you could tell me the particulars of the lease, who owns it, uh, when it was built, what it was depreciated down to, so I know whether it's, it's undervalued or overvalued on the books.
2: Well, and you would then you would probably want that sliced up a little bit so that you could say, well, they have uh, nationwide, they have X number of leases, the, this many have uh, five years to go on it, this many have ten years to go on it. Uh, you know, the, uh, the various terms are, uh, that are available, yeah. Now, you know, the, do you, are you going to personally wallow in all that much data? Maybe, maybe not. Some people are more inclined than others. But, um, but on the other hand, uh, it's there if you want it, it's there. And it, okay. it's you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work to set it up and to get it going. But once you have it going, you're, you know, you have a big advantage.
0: Well, all right. We only have a few minutes we get back to my original, as I wandered off, took us off on this safari to God knows where.
2: We wandered off uh, off topic. That's hard to believe. It's hard to believe, but
0: mm-hmm. but, the, the, but the topic was when if if you see something happen, like if there's people now who feel that the economy is is going headlong into a recession, and they've got all kinds of data on their side. Whether I sure hope that somehow we save the day here and we don't go too crazy in a one. Although I don't think we can possibly avoid one of some definition. Uh, uh, the question is when 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 does that realization come to where every day. You have forty people coming on saying we'll never be in a recession. This is fine. Just print more money or whatever we're doing, or the or the economy. We've got this bill coming out. And uh, speaking of which, weren't you kind of surprised, Dan, yesterday talking about a? Uh, this is sort of on the same topic. All the companies that he's talked to that were in the first infrastructure bill, and sh- and essentially were part of all of that. That that money hasn't come through yet. It was like a year ago, wasn't it? Two years.
2: You're suggesting incompetence in the federal government.
0: Well, I mean, I, I don't no, know... I,
2: I'm very surprised. I'm i
0: I'm, I'm just... I guess I don't know the normal timing. I mean, to where, uh, it clearly isn't something that, you know, we're going to give anybody jobs next week. I mean, it's I mean, I, I mean, if you decide you want to you know, replace a bridge, I, I know by the time you get done designing a damn thing, it's probably three or four years, isn't it, before you, you, order, you, and then, then you order stuff that takes two years to get? I mean, there is some time lag on this stuff, but... Anyway, the you know when, when does the flip take place? When does everybody decide, man, this isn't going so hot, and maybe the market go down, maybe it doesn't. But all the, I mean, it's it's kind of out there right now to me that things are we we better do something dramatic here, get some stuff back together, or or, or we're faltering, uh, and and yet if if I'm right, I know I'm going to be so early. It's scary. And then one day maybe people will feel the same way. I mean, I said when I started the business. Was, I think it was December, either December of 80 or January of 81. And I thought the market, God, it's got to go up from here. It did in August of 82. All of a sudden, <laughs> on one day, everybody goes, hey. We, we, but to this day, Kevin, I've... I've
2: yeah, let's, let's get
0: better today. Yeah, it's good. I mean, what, what all of a sudden made it that day? One of them was a guy named Kaufman said he thought interest rates might actually go down. But he had said that before. And, and, and on this particular date I guess people listen to them or something or it's it, it is it is so strange when you get these turns both in individual stacks and vote I mean look at you I mean you talk about all the, the meme stacks that the biggest crazy stack for a long time was what it was eBay right everybody's gonna do nothing their, their entire life is gonna be spent buying and selling stuff on eBay all of a sudden one day everybody goes eh, <laughs> eBay's not innovative anymore they're, they're just another retailer and it's it's still a good company they still do well and but you know it, it, it doesn't get anybody's uh anybody's heart of heart of heart of ticking to look at ebay, does it? I mean and yet for a long time it was.
2: I it's, can't remember the last time I looked at ebay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And, and I and yeah, I used to buy stuff on ebay all the time.
0: And yet, you know, it's still there. still does a lot of stuff and uh, if you go on there it's you know, everybody in the world's on the darn thing. I mean if every everybody who's selling god knows what is there. Ebay Motors does a pretty good job, I guess, and but they're just all of a sudden, they're they're yesterday's news. And uh, but I, I wonder when when people are going to recognize that that the average person, which I, I see every week here, and I know it's I, I care more about the average people maybe than most uh, that, that that do a show. Kevin, the average person is seriously, seriously suffering. They they cannot handle. I mean, we're we're talking about a, a a the median income is equal to three days stay in a hospital, or three and a half days. Kevin, that is not right. You can't do that. I don't care if there's insurance or if the government's paying for it. The number is just too big. And
2: And, you know, Tom, I distinctly remember that Obamacare fixed that.
0: Obamacare moved the shells around as to who was going to pay for it. They never, somewhere in the beginning of the thing, the President, Obama, who I think actually Kevin, felt a little bit like you and I did, that Somewhere in this mess, we're going to lower these costs. He lost that halfway through the bill's design. It didn't lower anything. All it did was shove the shells around, or who pays? That, that I never
2: been. Uh, I was talking to you all the time and, uh, you know, on on the show. I, I never believed it was going to cut costs.
0: Well, I'm saying I, I the think other way. It
2: was going to set the floor for it. In the
0: in the, in the beginning, the the i the idea was,
2: I, I believe,
0: I believe, like Obama would say. uh I I think that the the I think the only I have less of a criticism for Obamacare uh, than other people because I knew some people in the industry and I couldn't believe how screwed up the industry was and how it was just we will talk about this next week because I I I knew a guy who was uh, purchasing director purchasing at the biggest hospital in Illinois outside of Chicago so if you want to look that up you know what I'm talking about but I'm not going to give the name and he would talk about how people paid. And I go, <laughs> nothing could be that screwed up. If you had, the, if you had a Cadillac policy, you, uh, they charge you for everything. You got, you got the $100 bag of diapers to go out the door with the kid and the whole bit. You paid everything. And then all of a sudden, the next group of insurance maybe was smart enough to cut a deal. Then there were people on Medicare who paid to a different level. Then there were at, those, at that time, all the hospitals had to take Medicaid and even people who didn't pay. Now, I think you, you have to fix them up, but then you can send them off somewhere else. I'm not positive on that. Uh, but then, so there was this, if you were in the hospital with a, with a Cadillac plan, you essentially insured the other people in the hospital that couldn't pay. Well, that, that system really, really sucked. And I think, you know, I think Hillary, when when Clinton started, they realized that this, this could not go on forever. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying they personally, but Hillary worked down and all we everybody did was give her grief. Okay, now, I had never read that plan, whether it was better in Obamacare or not. I suspect it was better, actually, but I don't know. And uh, so Obamacare comes, well, all of a sudden it comes to, okay, there's no way the person in the hospital should insure people that, that uh, in other words, the hospital shouldn't be the arbiter of this insurance by themselves, charging people a real lot to pay for the people who don't pay. That, that's not the job of the hospital, I would say. I think you'd probably agree. So they said, okay, how are we going to deal with this? said, well, well, if everybody had insurance, and we, and we took out the bottom part, where they are at least paying something, that way the people on top shouldn't have to pay as much as they're paying because they're paying too much, they're insuring other people. The concept made all the sense in the world, Kevin. And, of course, from that day on, it just de- de- degenerated. But I think the, the status quo... Well, people, as
2: far as I'm concerned, none of it makes any sense until you say, what existing laws are in place... What are they intended to do, and are we enforcing them? I, so if we start off by saying we have antitrust laws that apply here, let's enforce them. See what that difference that makes before we go create new laws that we're not going I, to enforce. So that we're honestly say duck, let's let's do that.
0: Let's kick this up for uh, next next Wednesday or next Friday when Matt's here because he'll write the note. Because all I'm saying, Kevin, is I don't believe the status. The only criticism that I don't uh, that I, I will not. Agree with on Obamacare is we could have stayed where we were. I don't think the I don't think the old system. I don't think that was a starter for another ten years. I, I think that system was absolutely falling apart. Now I agree I, with I, you.
2: And I'll, I'll dust off what I wrote up for what I would have done at the time. Okay. Uh, I, whoa, whoa, whoa! In I am will get you that.
0: I, I'm with you, and I don't like the current system. But I'm saying people act like the old system was going to hang in there another fifty years. It wasn't. I don't think. It's. I mean. So something had to well, be done. I, I don't like the go something. Go back to what I
2: said earlier. If we had decided we were going to enforce the antitrust laws, we the old system might have had a whole lot of merit to it. Uh,
0: well, they used to pay people, they used to pay the hospital, according to this guy, like $100 a day for a Medicaid patient, whether he was in there for a stitch, an appendectomy, a fever, or whether you did brain surgery on the guy. I don't think that, I'm not so sure that would have, that would have lasted too long. Anyway, talk about right. it next last, week.
2: Last thing Matt Ryan is the quarterback for the Colts this year.
0: Oh, he is? Mm-hmm. Okay.
5: Yeah. Well, I know my secret.
0: Is he older than me, Matt Ryan?
2: Uh, this, I believe, will be his 15th year. Wow. wow. SB
0: Futures down 30. Our right, Matt, Matt, you got time, buddy. You still got eligibility <laughs> left. SB Futures down 38, and as if Futures down 136. Be right back, Carl Denager.
1: Hi, I'm Audrey Johnson, owner of Home Source Realty and frequent contributor to Stocks and Jocks Radio Show. If you're thinking about purchasing real estate this summer could be a good time to shop around. Whether you're a novice or seasoned investor, low interest rates and a good inventory make adding bricks and mortar investment to your portfolio an interesting possibility. Many a great fortune has begun with the purchase of property. Call me today for your personal investment consultation, and I will be happy to get you started on your path to prosperity. You can reach me at Johnson at realtor.com or call me at 708-349-3456. That's 708-349-3456. Stocks,
0: jocks, jocks. stocks and jocks. You are
1: out of control here. Right now, right here. Right now, right
0: now. The one constant through all the years has been baseball. On the hill well, oh up here's Saxon Jackson, Jackson I'm somehow how SP futures down 36 Nancy futures down 129 Mr Matt Byrne with some interesting mm-hmm. quote there from the I just love Gerald James Earl Jones voice don't you Matt
5: oh my gosh yeah he's he's in his 90s now he's still got it though
0: oh yeah he's uh, he was in a lot of the uh he was in the uh the born identity and some of that stuff but he's been in a lot of great stuff yeah you know,
5: fantastic right? guy
0: yeah I really like all his stuff do we have Mr Carl you do well, maybe you can be better than the dudes on TV. Why are we down today?
3: Well, you know, uh, uh, maybe uh, some margin calls overnight, which usually don't happen, right? I mean, usually the margin clerk says it's coming at you at about 2 o'clock.
0: That sort of uh, changed a little bit, Carl, in the industry, uh, depending on who you're with. Uh, The people who... uh, We have have people I think know. PTI has two clearing relationships We. We clear through RBC. Uh, it's it's World Bank of Canada's American uh, affiliate, and we also use the IB for people who want to be online. Uh, shameless plug: if you want to use the IB system, but you want somebody to call if either you're on the road or whatever, you have a problem, you know, we'll we'll take the phone call. Where IB is not so hot about that, uh, anyway. But what IB has is they have something called a a credit manager or something, and it's let's put it this way: it's not perfect, but for them they don't have to touch anything and they if you have a what looks to be a margin issue going into the close they'll start firing emails at like two thirty, and if and if you don't get back to them or do something they take care of it there's no such thing as the next morning it's already it's the day before and uh
3: oh yeah no that yeah it's uh <laughs> you know anybody's ever had to deal with that um you get the, when when that communication starts you've got a very short period of time before they just yeah. close you out and you're done
0: yeah well, RBC is the more traditional you know we'll watch it and if there's a problem we'll get notified and we'll find you and that, that sort of thing and if there's an actual call yeah the next morning I and mean, so we we can do it you yeah, know but actually we don't that's one thing I'll say by by people who uh, do a lot of the option stuff I mean Carol and the protective stuff I don't think we we don't we never we never get anybody well, I say, I won't say never, but very, very rarely, we're, we're not the place where you're going to call up and buy five thousand shares of BBBY at twenty-five, and two days later, it's ten. I mean, we're just—we don't. First of all, I don't want to be that place, <laughs> and secondly, we're not that place. You know, you could—could could you call up and say if you had a—you know—if you had a—if a, a, you'd been here for a while with a good size account and say I want to buy a thousand shares? Well, sure, you can. It's your money, but uh, you, you, we're just not going to say, you know. Okay, send me the other send me half of it when you get when you get around to it. We're, we're not doing that, you know. Just uh I,
3: I just you know, what what gets me like last night, um I was following some of the you know, some of those the uh, Wall Street Bets guys threads, right? It's uh, you know where all the the meme crazes hang out these days. And they're posting, uh, you know, they're posting a suicide number hotline. Good. <laughs> and it's it's like, well, yeah, if you uh, you know if you went it all in on margin at thirty, um, hmm, let's see, uh, we're, we're trading uh, nine seventy eight uh, early this morning. Uh, gee, that, that that could be a small problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a big it's a big issue. And I, now, whether or not I'd have to I'd have to ask my brother because he gets all the emails more than I do it. I have to believe that uh, at both places that we deal with, that the, the margin requirement for, for BBBY was was raised from 50 percent. I mean, I'm not positive on that, but you can do that as a firm. Uh, I mean, we oh, don't. Oh yeah, well, it's it.
3: the, during the you know during the first round of this craze with you know with GameStop and AMC and stuff like that, um, I would say then BlackBerry was one of the other ones that was you know was that got caught up in that stuff. Uh, I uh, you know I've I've a trading desk that's it's you know just an app that's open, and I got all kinds of ping alerts that uh, you know if you decide you want to play in here. Oh, by the way, 100 percent margin. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> and it's like so you know you better have the cash uh, for whatever it is that you're trying to do because as far as we're concerned, the risk of you losing 100 percent of it is 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 there. <laughs> oh
0: yeah, yeah. Why well, you know I I don't as I was trying to explain to Kevin in a, a lame ass way uh, that, that's some of the beauty of investing I mean if if, if you and I so all of a sudden we come across you know some some outfit and the guy in there looks like man this, this dude looks like he's got a he's either got a cure for cancer, diabetes or baldness or something and uh, oh by the way if it's the ba- let's say the baldness cures, is the one thing I was supposed to, what was the name of the product that was supposed to cure baldness? Uh, the blood pressure medication what's that name of that stuff? Uh, uh there have been a few. We get you know, one an hour? Yeah, you know, it was a blood. Uh, Rogaine, Rogaine, and uh, that would have been the best product ever because you had to use it every day for the rest of your life, at like twenty five hours a month. <laughs> you know, right. that's way better off than a, than a shot that cures cancer. But how much you charge for the shot? It's one shot, right? Uh, but anyway, suppose we did that. I mean, we could sit there and go, man, let me just do the math. See, 25 hours for every guy with no hair t- times a month, t- t- you know, times 12, times however long the guy's got to live. Like, that's a real lot of dough. I, I could see that stock, you know, I'm not saying I, w- I would pay through the nose for it, but I could see that stock having a meme-type run. But how does a place that sells towels in a movie theater in the middle of a COVID, how do, how do they have a meme? What do they think? They're sitting on a gold mine or what, Are one of these stores?
3: Well, here's, I mean, I did an article on the GameStop thing when it, when, you know, when that all started, and and I said, you know, these guys are blockbuster in the video game business, basically, yeah. because the video game business had several years prior on to essentially 100% online delivery of everything that you use. So, you know, the old, the old way that this was, and, you know, my, my kid, when she was younger, Every time a new game console came out, she had to go buy it because there was, you know, there was some series of games that she liked. And, and oh, by the way, we're not going to make it for the PS3. You have to buy the PS4, and before that, it was the PS2. And you know, da 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 da. Okay, so fine, except you know, all of those were delivered on discs that uh, they look like CDs and DVDs, and they are. They're just full of data instead of of movies. Okay. So that was, you know, that was the GameStop, that was how GameStop got its thing, was that, you know, it was cartridges for the cartridge systems, and then the discs for the disc-based ones. Well, <laughs> the shift came, and then everything, all of these games are online connected. You, you pretty much can't play them without being connected to the internet in some form or fashion. And then the, the manufacturers said, well, what are we pressing all these discs for? That's stupid. <laughs> You know, you you buy the game from us, and we we just download it to you over the internet. And, and oh, by the way, now we don't have to pay for the, the pressings and the boxes and you know the packaging and all of it. And, 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 and oh, by the way, the store that was selling the discs doesn't make any money because there's nothing sold for them anymore. And and I mean, that's essentially what happened to Blockbuster, right? Is that it was you know, it was VHS tapes, and then it and and they were ridiculously expensive. Nobody ever bought them, but you rented them for you know for nights for five bucks or whatever, and then all of a sudden, uh, oops, that goes away. And when streaming showed up, that was that was the end of uh, you know, other than the Red Box, where you can still go, you know, get a DVD for you know for a buck or whatever. Same thing happened with these guys. So how is it that this this company somehow magically becomes reinvented? You, 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 you want to know what the other one is that's that's just absolutely stunning was the firm that arguably set off the 2000 tech crash. They didn't do it on purpose. They didn't, they didn't mean to set it off. But they they are probably the reason it happened. And I analyzed this at the time it occurred. I, I said, I, I, you know, you go back and you look at it a couple months later. It's like, I think this was the triggering event that caused people to lose confidence and all of a sudden everybody went for the door. And that was Strategy, MSTR. Yep, oh yeah. Those are the guys that own all the Bitcoin. Well, what what caused it was they had a blowout earnings report, and then a few days later they come out and they say, "Oh, by the way, we're restating earnings for like the last you know forever." We, We we found some kind of internal accounting problem, and and their stock was obliterated on the spot, and and then you know that was that was pretty much the initiating event for the 2000 crash. <laughs> and it was, you know, you can't blame it. And certainly, they didn't intend to crash the entire Nasdaq, but but essentially, that was the confidence shaking event. And the funny thing was, was it wasn't the first one of those companies that you know that had that kind of a problem. They just happened to be the guy that, that you know that was holding the bag when it all went to hell. And so now, do you know what those guys have turned into? They've turned into a cryptocurrency. Yeah,
0: those are the guys. A bit, if somebody would. Uh... Were to, were to tell me that crypto's going to zero tomorrow. First thing I do is short micro strategy.
3: Well, they but but you know the thing is this: they serve out of all the companies that went down the toilet during the tech crash, they were one of the ones that survived.
0: Well, yeah, and now the allegedly twenty thousand dollars on on uh, on Bitcoin is there is there that they're on margin on this stuff. That's that's where their margin call would be is under twenty or something. That's why twenty is such a a key Supposedly, number.
3: there is a level at which, basically, they're forced out of business, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and, and so it's, uh, you know, the the, the, the the thing that goes on with this sort of stuff, you know, people are like, oh, you know, this so terrible, it's a new and new and everything. Else. Oh, oh no, it's not. I mean, I the, 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 when I used to sit in my office on 2625, uh, over in Two Proof, it, w- it was, uh, every day I saw this stuff. I had a trading console open every now and then, you know, and when I wasn't busy running a company, I, I, you know, I had one eye on the on the screen over here in the corner. There, was, you know, there were five of them on my desk, and this one, you know, that one had a trading console open on it, and I used to watch this stuff all the blinkety blinking time.
0: Well, I mean, Carl, Carl to be to be, I'll, I'll say to be gross, which I don't want to be gross. Every 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 generation thinks they invented sex
3: and yet they're here well yeah hello how'd, how'd that happen yeah. right i mean so you know the other, the other thing that uh you were talking about on the first hour in fact you you kind of finished with it this this whole obamacare thing in the health care situation um when when I, I was one of the people that actually read the bill before it was voted on one of the few this was this was back when these huge bills were were only a few hundred. In in that case, about seven hundred pages. Um, of course, nowadays they're you know they're five thousand pages, and it's physically impossible in the twenty four hours you would have to, to read them. I literally stayed up all night. I left the espresso machine on and was pulling shots and, and downing them. And I, I my trading console the. the, the the way that they do these kinds of bills is that you have strike this sentence from this place in this law and change it to this and so what you end up doing trying to analyze these things is you have forty windows open at once trying to run down all the cross-preferences and figure out when the blanky blank this thing does and there isn't any other way to do it i i mean i i don't i don't care who you are you try if you try to do that with paper copies of the statutes you would need a conference room table Forty feet long, and it would take you months. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, and they do this, and, and the lobbyists and stuff that write these bills, they do this on purpose because it makes it essentially impossible for a representative or a senator to read through the bill and understand what it does. Even even if you happen to be somebody who nominally pays attention to a particular section of U.S. code, you will not be someone who pays attention to the entire thing because you can't. It's too voluminous. So anyway i went through it. i read this entire thing and I, and I had a pretty good idea of exactly what it was going to do and what it did before it was voted on and in the the essence of it was that it was a bailout of a system that was on the verge of collapse and that's what i said at the time before the vote was taken i i, I spent all night doing it and i said this is this is very simple Uh, this is a bailout of the US health insurance and hospital system which is on the verge of collapse and that's what this bill is it has nothing to do with helping individual people at all it is an attempt to prevent that from happening and we got here by going from three to four percent of GDP spent on health care to close to 20 and at that point the foldback was starting because at the, healthcare, if you really think about it, is, is essentially a parasitic function, okay? It happens to be a, one that, that requires a host. Otherwise, it obviously ceases to exist. But it produces nothing in terms of actual output for the U.S. economy. On the other hand, if you don't have your health, you don't produce anything either, right? Yeah. So there's an argument for the requirement, okay, uh, that's fine. Um, but that's what it is and and the analysis was actually quite simple because you go through and you look at what it was going to do and and the essence of it was that it was it was an attempt to force everybody to fork up for the people who in many cases through their own personal actions had destroyed their own health and then they couldn't pay and and it was unacceptable to go to the pharmaceutical industry to go to the hospital industry and say you know what you hired 90 people last month. And nine of them are doctors and nurses. The other 81 run around finding ways to confiscate money from people. Um, oh, by the way, uh, we're not going to let you charge that off on every schlub that comes into your place with a heart attack.
0: Well, I think the, the, the old system, and this is the only, the only real debate I get into with anybody who hates Obamacare, is that the old system, and what you just said I think is absolutely correct, the old system was totally falling apart because the yeah. the the insurance part of it was the people with the big plans and then paid way more in the hospital than they they probably should have, were essentially insuring the people in the hospital that couldn't pay. So the the insurance came within the hospital itself, and once the cost got so high to where the insurance company said, we're not doing that anymore, well, that... that that kind of failing system totally fell apart. And, 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 and
3: yeah, but, but Chief, think, think about the essence of what you just said, okay? Because the essence of what you just said is that the hospitals and the insurance companies, along with the pharmaceutical industry, constructed a facially illegal, felony-level illegal structure um. and, op- and operated it for decades, and they still do.
0: Okay, I, I guess it's... By the way, you know you have no no greater ally when it comes to antitrust than me. If anything, we're, we're, we're two horses running for the finish line on that one. But it's real hard to... Uh, I'll say what I said with Kevin. Uh, this person, this is back 1990-ish, maybe even before. and uh, It was a big hospital in Illinois. And I said, how, how exactly to, to get paid? He goes, well, there's a big question. I go, what do you mean? He says, well... There's people that have. We are required to take X number of people that that don't pay anything. We're also we have a certain amount of people that are on Medicaid. That at that time, Medicaid paid you. What do you say, 100, 150 torn hours a day, whatever it was. And by the way, if you gave them brain surgery, that was included in like 200 bucks. You said, to, right. so to compensate for that, there's people at the high end pay more than they probably should have. And those are the people that we, when a baby leaves, there's the 100 hour box of formula and a $100 box of diapers that goes with them that their insurance pays for. It's like a Cadillac policy. Although that wasn't a term back then. It was high-end policy. And there's other people that have negotiated. This is what we're giving him for an appendectomy, blah, blah, blah. Because there was was this huge smorgasbord where the hospital had a bob and weave to try and pay for the people that they they were basically, by law, required to take care of that didn't pay anything. Well, as much as I'm with you on the antitrust... It's real hard to then come back to them and say, oh by the way, you're charging these other people too much that's a felony I mean the, I mean the, the system was was totally screwed up to them you know what I'm saying
3: well but, but so so back in 2017 and actually it, it was an evolution of what I put forward uh, in, in my book in 2011 uh, there was a whole section on how healthcare care had devolved into essentially an asset stripping scheme. And then between the the general business premise, which is that every, you know everybody goes into business to try to make a profit, right? I mean that's you know duh. When you take that and you take what we've allowed to develop within healthcare generally and the pharmaceutical industry, in specifics, but not just there. And and you know the funny thing is everybody loves to bang on the drug companies, and they certainly deserve it. But if you take a look at where Medicare and Medicaid spend the money those two programs are trillion dollars a year actually it's probably worse now i haven't looked at the the run rate over the last you know year and a half or thereabouts uh, but it was over a trillion before covid between those two and the worst part of it is that is that medicaid because it is a cost shifted program with the state's only part of it shows up in the federal budget, and if you try to disentangle it and figure out exactly what the total scope of it is within the states, you'll pull your hair out trying to get an accurate number. So you're just staying within the federal side, it's over a trillion dollars. Drugs within there is only within Medicare Part D, and that's about eighty billion. Okay, now eighty billion is not chump change, but in the context of a trillion dollars of spending it's not where the problem is.
0: Well, it's it's problem because a lot of people are paying for it themselves, they can't afford it.
3: Well, I understand that. But yeah. I'm saying if you're looking at it from a budget you know, from a from a government spending budgetary point of view. And and why is it that it's leaking out into the point that it's that the drugs are bankrupting individuals who have to pay for it themselves? And the reason is that you can't get more of it out of the federal government because the federal government simply doesn't have the money. Well. So when you allow this kind of a of a system that is, is inherently corrupt at that sort of a level to continue to run for decades, the squeeze continues. And and you know I mean last month we did the employment report show right, yeah. right? you know when the jobs number came out, we're back to putting 50,000 people a month on the healthcare system rolls. And and less than 1 in 10 of them actually provide care to human beings.
0: Well, that's the, uh, that's been, all of us say it a different way, but the the overhead growth in the industry, I'll, I'll use my cost accounting terms. Uh, well, it's ridiculous. Does anybody, anybody even know cost accounting anymore? I'm sure if I tra- actually tried to do it, I'd be rusty at it too, but...
3: Oh, uh, uh, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody wants to talk about that, especially in healthcare. Oh, lord! Uh, you, you know, you start going there, you you'll, you want to talk about pulling your hair out. Can you imagine? I, I mean,
0: can you imagine Carl, if the, uh, the young chief uh, and two or three of his buddies from uh, Pullman who were young at the time as well. If we walked into these massive new buildings at like Northwestern and Rush and places like that, and and did an absolute uh, did a, a cost accounting review of the whole place. What that would show, I'll, I'll bet. What, you, what percentage of the space do you think is even used for patients?
3: Well, yeah, there's, <laughs> yeah, there's that problem too.
0: What I'm saying, you, um, w- you walk in, and I mean, I mean uh, the average. I did this once when I had this, I had some surgery like 20 years ago. Uh, actually, you know, the weird part is I was awake during it, right? So, of course, being the that nuthead that I am, I'm counting the amount of people in the room and trying to, to, to spend the time. I'm trying to figure out what exactly their job is and how much they get paid, and uh, right. and so I'm sitting there going, okay. At the end, you know, the the bill was, you know, this is twenty years ago. The bill was one hundred and twenty grand or something. And of course, it got knocked down immediately to like seventy or sixty by the insurance company, and whatever. I don't know, forget what the hell they paid, but I just picked the number of like a hundred. I'm saying, okay, the room was, you know, <clears throat> you know, it's a calf lab, so the, the room is whatever. It's going to be. It's got to be five thousand a day, you know. Even if you just right. appreciate the stuff in there, okay. The the two main guys, let's say they make a million a year, which they don't. Well, that that, that comes down to there's two hundred days in a year. So what does that come down to? You know, two thousand a day, right? Or whatever, wherever my math is. Okay, so pay those guys for the whole day. The other people are probably making five hundred hours a day, not even. Uh, okay, we'll give them that. My my worst. My worst. Calculation came up to like twenty-two grand, and the first salvo bill was like one hundred and thirty. Where, where's the yeah. other
3: ninety? Well, there's the the the, the three hundred dudes you didn't see that were sitting there trying to figure out how to screw somebody out of that. Of that well, that's what, I'm
0: what, what What do you suppose? I, mean, I don't know. If people knows with this. Is. When when you when you go out for bid on a on a, on a on a any kind of contract, okay, be it a bridge, be it railroad cars, whatever it is. Uh, construction thing, first thing you need and this is very simple, Carl you know, I'm just I'm sorry to even say this to you because you don't have to talk about how, how many labor hours are we talking about okay, well we're talking about 10,000 labor hours, okay, well that's it's going to be 40 bucks an hour for the labor hours or something whatever the number is, okay, you got that number what's our bill of material, what's the steel, what's the concrete, what's the other stuff, all right. and all of a sudden you got that, and then and you try and add all this stuff together, and then you go alright, well there's got to be some, what if we have some rain days what do we have this, I mean, you put all that in there and you say, all right, what's the overhead? Well, if you if you went over, hundred and fifty percent, this is from all the schmucks, the you know the, the engineers, and that, they're not schmucks, or the, the people that are the president and all on down the building, you name it, and paying somebody over, whatever the overhead is, it sh- it should be like you know maybe hundred and fifty percent, maybe you'll never get a bid. I'm going to say the hospitals are are seven eight hundred percent easy
3: yeah it's and and part of it you know one of the things that you, you you constantly hear from from people on the left is that and this was you know what hillary tried to do the first time around was essentially oh look at you know look at the the much lower cost and therefore argued better efficiency of say for example nhs in britain okay or or what canada has which is essentially the same system. Um, and my, and my response to that has always been the same, which is that all of those nations that have those systems and actually have functioning socialist care only manage to do it because they steal all the innovation that we pay for here in the United States, and they don't pay 10 cents for any of that. And if you take that away from them, by destroying it here
2: <laughs>
3: not only is it not going to work because that magical model that they have will turn into a puff of smoke and their systems will collapse but so will ours and so the it, and, and oh by the way socialist decision making always ends up being less efficient because there is no incentive to come up with a better faster cheaper way to do anything I don't, the, ince- uh, the incentive in a capitalist system is to
0: Right, well, I don't I don't disagree with any of that in principle, but what we're, what we're seeing here is, it bears no resemblance to what you're talking about.
3: Oh, I understand that. I, but but see, that's what happens when you start putting price fixing the monopolization and the ability to cost shift without anybody being able to determine exactly who got screwed in any specific instance and say, oh, by the way, the law says you can't do this, but we're going to let you do it anyway. As soon as you you break those general rules, then, yeah, you end up with what we have here. And you can look at it, it's not just in healthcare. You can look at all sorts of different programs within the United States and, and in other countries, and you will find the same pattern everywhere. I put out, I put out an article called The Bill to F- Permanently Fix Healthcare for All in 2017, which was a revision of the stuff that I had in my book, and it has had over half a million views. Not one single policy. I, I sent copies of it. There's, and then there's a second follow-on article that, showed, that shows the math on the implementation and what it would do both at the federal and state level with budgets. Not one politician will go anywhere near this. A what, single what, sentence of it.
0: Well, what, what possible, I mean, uh, let's talk about this more after the break, but politicians, as is, is, is everybody in business, you know, they, they, they puff their chest out and say, if politicians, if government was running a, as a business, like my business, it would be run a lot better. Government is a business, Carol. It's just, of it's course. just, it's just a different business. Those guys are businessmen. We don't understand their business. Maybe they don't understand ours, and they should. But we surely don't understand theirs because they're good at it and they're making dough at it. <laughs> I mean, you know. Anyway, SP Futures up forty. I'm sorry, down forty two, and NASDAQ is down one fifty four. Be right back, stacks and jacks. I think it's time for everyone to take a serious look at their goals, their risks, and their portfolios. Do they match? If not, we can help. We have a signature protected index program. We have ways to hedge against interest risk. We can make that portfolio right for you again. Go to PTISecurities.com or call us right now. The market can change very rapidly. That's PTISecurities.com.
4: Is your business being challenged by the complexities surrounding healthcare reform or other matters related to human resources management? If so, then Cognos HR can help. Stocks,
0: jocks, and stocks and
1: jocks
0: You are out of control here, right now. right here, right now. right now. Hello Northpeg, Stocks and Jocks, I'm Tamau Matt Burner on the board, SP Futures down 39 NASDAQ is down 145, we've been here pretty much the whole time, maybe we're down 42, down 38 but no real bounce back, just right here down 40 and it's kind of stuck, down on uh, 270, where in Asia none of this was av- 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 uh, 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 predicted by over there, the DK is down 11, let's call that flat, Shanghai down 19.6%, and the Hang Seng is actually up a little bit, up 9, uh, call that flat. Over in Europe, DAX down 79.6%, these guys aren't showing much of a sell-off either. FTSE is actually up 203 percent CAC around down 33.5%. we've got bonds, a pretty reasonable move to the upside on a 10-year rate. Up eight basis points, 2.97, trying to make it back to three. Uh, as, that, as that curve, I think, was, was going to start to even out here. Uh, the Bund, positive one, one, three, up to one point two, three. They were down to point eight seven or something a couple weeks ago, so that's a reasonable move up for them as well. Japan up two basis points, point two, two. Uh, oil, uh, down another dollar, 64, 88, six, 86. That's a uh, Again, pretty much under 90. Uh, Brent down 191, 94.68. Natural gas down 12 cents, but back over 9, 905. Arbob down 3 cents, 298. We've got gold down again, 590, 1765. Silver down 33 cents, 1913. Copper unchanged, 364. We've got Bitcoin, which kind of started all this this morning, uh, down 1,974 to 21,411, getting closer to that 20,000 number. Everybody says it's kind of. Danger in the margin zone. I don't know if it ever gets there. We'll see if it actually is or not. And we have the U.S. dollar strong again today, up 32. Uh, well, the euro is down 32 points, right down to one dollar at one So a little blip more, and the euro is back under a dollar, which it was danger of doing to a few weeks ago. It actually clicked to .999 while I was watching, and right back up. So
5: I wonder if it's going to go under and stay this time. We'll see. Maybe Carl will have an opinion on that in a minute. Matt, what do you have for us? weather, sports. Hey, good morning, everyone. Currently, 7:37 on Friday, August 19th, 2022. In the MLB yesterday, Cubs win against Orioles, three to two. White Sox lose a brutal 21 to five against Houston, and the Diamondbacks versus Giants, Diamondbacks win five to nothing. The NFL preseason, a week two last night, Bears play Seattle, win 27 to 11. Tonight at seven, St. Louis at Green Bay, and at nine, Texans with L.A. Rams. Now for weather in Chicago, uh, currently cloudy, 68 degrees, a high of 87 and a low of 67 degrees. In Phoenix, partly cloudy, currently 81 degrees, a high of 101 degrees and a low of 77. Now for traffic in Chicago, heavy traffic eastbound on on the Eisenhower between 1st Avenue to downtown. Uh, keep in mind, an earlier accident uh, on South Pulaski Road, uh, down light pole blocking a lane of traffic now cleared. All lanes are open, but still causing uh, up to 20 minute delays. Traffic westbound on the Eisenhower between Costner Avenue to First Avenue. Heavy traffic eastbound on the Kennedy between Cumberland Avenue to the Jane Burnt Interchange downtown. Heavy traffic westbound on the Kennedy between Damon Avenue to West Bryn Mawr Avenue. Traffic westbound on the Dan Ryan between 59th Street to the Jane Burnt Interchange downtown. And finally, Trevick northbound on the Stevenson between Route 171 to South Kedzie. So I got, Chief. Back to you.
0: So, Carl, should we uh, pack up your, uh, your intercontinental jet and head over to Belgium and grab a beer since the, the uh, euro dollars is dropping so much?
3: Well, you know, uh, I think it's kind of interesting that we're trading basically parity. Yeah. All right, I mean, if you look at the, you know, and the other thing that's interesting is, is you know, look at the, the dollar-yen number. 137
0: yeah i was looking at the pound is down to 118 that's real low too
3: mm. well yeah but i mean the you know parity on the euro is uh that's boy it's been a while since we've seen that and, and yeah 130 137 136.9 but you know close enough on the yen. uh it's been a heck of a long time since we've seen it it's uh it's it's uh, it, it certainly is interesting and of course, you know the DX is trading 108, which is about what you'd expect given you know where all those other crosses are. Uh, I, I what I what I think you've got going on within the market right now is there is still this belief, and, and I guess this is what 20 years of uh, of, of the Fed lying, and oh, oh no, we didn't have anything to do with that. We didn't have anything to do with the 2000 crash. We didn't have anything to do with all these companies uh, claiming, you know, five times the GDP of the world uh, between them in terms of what they were going to produce over the next couple of years. We didn't have anything to do with housing prices shooting the moon with, from liar loans in 2007. You know, uh, none of that, none of that had anything to do with the credit admission that we allowed to go on for, you know, for five six years prior to that. Uh, and of course, they didn't have anything to do with sitting back and letting Congress write. Three trillion dollar bills during COVID, either. <laughs> I mean, gee, how, how did all this come about? Um, so it, today, though, what you have is you have everybody in the stock market looking at, at these so-called forward PE numbers and saying, "Oh, they, these are these are actually fairly reasonable." But they're all assuming that you can essentially run a cash furnace on printed credit and not produce anything and show good numbers. And well, that, that's—I mean—the the idea that this can go on forever, it, 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 people deny the fundamental basis of mathematics. It, it boggles the mind. Yes, can you do it for a while? Of course, you can do it for a while. This, you know, as I've said many times, when you start with these kinds of policies, if you take—if if you take, for example, um, a GDP, just use a 9 number and debt that is out there of three thousand, and you inflate the debt. You, you run a time sequence. The debt goes up five percent a year. The GDP goes up three percent a year. And you run those, and you run those as a time sequence, plot it in Excel, and and run it out. You know, hundred years. You will see that when that begins, the curve grows. There's there's a growth in the gap. Between the debt and the GDP, that starts out. So as it as you begin, the gap gets wider. That's the part that feels good. oh well, sure. <laughs> it feels like everybody is made. Oh boy, happy days are here again. Let's sing. You know, da 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 da. Problem is, is that ultimately the debt number is always going to cross over the GDP number, which means you can't pay it. And. It always is going to happen. I don't care what you do. If you maintain that set of policies, the crash will always come, and the crash will always come because the interest payments will always exceed the carrying capacity of the economy. And I don't care what you do, you cannot change arithmetic, ever.
0: Uh, they do, or try to. Well,
3: no, they don't. And, and you know what? We have these things that are going on. All we've done is blow a bigger bubble every time in the last 20, 30 years that this has happened, especially in the last twenty, we've had three cycles now. We're in the we're in the terminal phase of the third one. Anybody who thinks that this isn't going to fold back is out of their minds. And then on top of that, you take a look at all the, the schemes and scams, and and how this has funneled all of the games into a very small group of people. How how does Liz Cheney go from having three or four million dollars? To, to having 45 in the space of six years in Congress. Well, that's... Uh, he makes 175 grand a year as a congressperson. How do, you, how do you accumulate that kind of wealth without ripping somebody off?
0: Well, in theory, that should be in your campaign thing, and if you don't...
3: No, 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 this is her personal... I know, I, I know. I isn't know. Her I, campaign I, I,
0: I'm saying in theory. Obviously, it's not what's happening. Everybody is getting rich out there, and it's and it's 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 horrible but well, except uh, for
3: the common slope, who's drowning
0: well without a doubt I mean, let me back up a hair on what you on what you just uh... were talking about with the you know the, the money versus gdp someplace somewhere uh, and i'm going to say you probably know the person somebody got their hands on the government i'm not thinking of Larry Summers somebody before him uh... they said hey look we're, we're never going to pay off the world war ii debt Get 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 that out of your system. We're gonna have we're always gonna have a level of debt, and and it's never gonna be zero. I mean, we we had some surpluses during the Clinton administration that maybe weren't even surpluses, but they got better than air now. Let's put it that way. And uh, I'm not I'm not making a, a shot for Bill back at the White House. I'm just saying it, it, stuff came together and were, worked worked out for a couple of years when he was in office. The somebody somewhere said, uh, Carl, you know what? All we have to do is have our real growth be an infinitesimal, you know, digit ahead of our growth in our in our national debt. And if you extend it out long enough, we'll be fine. This this became a Nobel Prize, I don't know who the hell the guy was. A Nobel Prize winning kind of a, a statement that said, It doesn't matter if you if your debt grows two and a half percent as long as you're your real growth is 2.6, because if you extend that out 50 years, your debt's going to be less, more manageable, it's never going to be going. Oh,
3: it's true, but it never happens.
0: I, 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 that's my next statement. What I'm saying is, you see, <laughs> you see these bills coming through, and if you read this crap, they're going to say, the latest bill that was passed, the, the story is it's going to be, uh, well, first of all, it's going to be 82,000 IRS people uh, beating up on the, the population. Who knows what you're going to get out of that? But let's just say the corporate debt was. Now for people who, I'm not going to go through this because I did it a couple times and I'm not the accountant, but basically for firms that like to have two sets of books and have a, a published number on their on their profit versus a tax book where they may not have a profit and not pay tax or less, there's going to be a minimum tax of 15% on the published number. Okay, but right. the fall, the fallback position is just for people to say, we're just going to give you the tax number and we're going to give you the cash flow and as long as the cash flow is high enough, we're going to start looking at cash flow instead of income. I mean I am I'm, I'm not an accountant, but even I know that they're they're never gonna get that fifteen percent. So this particular no. bill is 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 total hogwash in the sense that under the formula I just said, as long as this bill returns enough money over time to pay for it. It's not. It's not hurting the debt at all. My point is, it's never going to do that, and and there's been the last ten bills are never going to do that. So it's all BS, is what you're saying. But in in theory, the the theory is...
3: part of the problem is is that the you know the way these things are scored is that and and this is part of our this is part of the the institutionalized corruption in Washington D.C. Um, I About 10-15 years ago I started looking into Okay, how come it is That every time That we have one of these These monsters That shows up And comes across desks That The CEO puts a score Carl, you gotta move to A different part
0: of the room, buddy You're Mr. Communication You gotta move to a different part of the room We're, lo- we're losing every other word Oh, no Yeah And they're, and they're, and they're good words We don't want to lose them Well, i didn't move at all.
5: Sound good now. Hey,
0: but well, why you were, yeah, you're sound good now. Now, why, why we were, uh, let me, let me, I want to just ask a, a simple question. I don't want to interrupt because everything you say, I want to take to the bank. I, I don't, if you look at the numbers, and I'm going to make a real quick example. During COVID, um, or even before COVID, why, why a governor, whoever even happened to be the governor in a state, couldn't walk into a Best Buy and realize that these guys are paying taxes? And the building and everything else, yet people are ordering their crap after looking at here through Amazon and not paying taxes. Why, even even if you're a greedy governor, that's right in front of your eyes. I mean, in the COVID situation, same thing. We're we're closing places down that are selling blue jeans, but by the way, the Target's open and they're selling blue jeans. I mean, we 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 killed ourselves. And now this this particular world. I mean, I I know the corporations stuff these people with money. But I also know they have, to, they have to talk to their population like once in a while. Maybe the president doesn't, but, they, but the rep does whenever he goes around. I mean, They are still pretty close to the people in, in some areas at least. Maybe not in Chicago, but probably in Tennessee. How is it that they're, they're, they're so ignorant to, to take the money from people who pay taxes, like you and me, can't wait to jam it up the behind of a, of a corporation that doesn't pay any taxes? I mean, you're, 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 but the corporations pay what an average of what probably seven percent and people pay an average of what 25 you, you just by the numbers carl you can't let them keep stealing from people because they don't pay you
3: well it's 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 that but it's also the the other aspect of it is that you can't actually tax a corporation Well sure. you, you, can. you can theoretically do it of course but you can't actually cash sure a corporation because what does the corporation do? The corporation puts it into the cost of the products, and if it's if it is applied on a level basis, which of course we know it never is, right? Somebody always figures out a way to game it and cheat it. But whether it's legal or not, but if you if you do that, then it ends up up the backside of the consumer ultimately.
0: I, I don't buy that at Some, all. I, I, I absolutely don't. In, in, if if you have a cartel. The answer is yes. If you have a competitive system and a competitive... I don't see how having Steve, a When
3: was the last time... What, what, tell me tell me what market, part of our market today, actually is a competitive system. Uh, well, that therein lies the rub. You and I agree well, on that I know, more than that. Okay, but you know what? These, these organizations do this, and, and then what they do is they, they pass it on, and they construct edifices and structures which are which is are supposed to be illegal they're supposed to be criminal felonies in the united states to do it. this but we haven't we have a formal policy at the department of justice which was put in after arthur anderson which may or arthur anderson may or may not have been a bad call on their part okay but there was a formal policy put in that you will not criminally charge corporations or their executives after that happened
0: well sure uh, that's been in place in my industry forever. If, if the industry, well, but
3: you know what, if you don't criminally charge people, then any fine that you assess against somebody gets paid by the customers. Well, and if there's a cartel, then you can prevent the the other guy who is your alleged competitor from cutting your head off and shoving it down your open neck when you try to pass that cost on to the okay, consumer.
0: Right. Well, the we're we're wondering here in a sense that some firms, if they don't pay anything. They just keep all the money, and, and like Warren Buffett, like Microsoft, like Apple, and become these massive things that they shouldn't be. Here, here, my solution, Carl, and it's a very simple one, and uh, I'm sure you're going to tell me how messed up I am, since corporations are, quote, people, uh, and they have retained earnings, I would say that you charge a corporation the exact same rate that you do a person. Yet you pay, you make dividends tax deductible. Now, what would be wrong with that system?
3: Nothing, but it will never happen.
0: But oh, yeah, no, that, that's that's what's wrong with it. It'll never happen. Now, that, <laughs> I
3: mean, look. As far as I'm concerned, a tax is a tax is a tax. Okay, if, if you're going to charge people income tax, then a corporation should pay income tax because a corporation is, as as we declare it anyway, an artificial person. Right right so so fine but if i if, if the corporation does not actually have the income because it passes it to the shareholders in the form of dividends then that should be above the line write off against it sure without a doubt I, and, I think and, and, and you know what if you do those kinds of things number one the entire buyback thing disappears because there's no longer an incentive to do it right okay secondly you get you get rid of a whole bunch of distortions, but then at the same time, you're going to do this. You have you have got to stop the cartel behavior because if you don't, then every to every bit of this is just going to be a ratchet job that gets put on the uh, on the neck of the American consumer.
0: Well, the I think what happens the the, the definition and this hasn't changed. I was in grad school, Carl, and you'll remember this: the definition of should you pay a dividend or not? Okay, and the in the simplistic terms are, okay, if if everybody can make seven percent, all right, and and there which you know in the days you could because you could put it in the bank and make that, uh, well not so much in the bank, but you could you could buy you know a corporate bond and make that. If you can make seven percent on your investments, all right, if, if if anybody could, then a company only if they could make they make money. They make they make a bazillion dollars, or they make a million dollars last year in a steel company. All right. Well, if they, if they can get an investment in a hot dog stand at such a price where they're going to make fifteen percent of the hot dog stand, that's better than you and I could do on average as individuals. Not everybody, but but on average. So the idea was you would only you pay a dividend when you could no longer find stuff that the regular person could do better than, than you can. All right. That correct. That yeah. But now, but, it, but herein lies the rub. Because of the double taxation, you'd say, "Wait a minute! I, if I send this check to Carl, in those days you paid probably forty percent. Carl's got to cough up forty percent of what I send him. So on, a, on, a, on an after-tax number, I only have to make five percent, and not the seven. Right. So I'll, I'll just so you—that's how you get guys like Warren Buffett never paying anything,
3: because if, right, if, and it's and, and it in mathematically what they're doing makes sense. Yes. Okay, and and the thing is, is that the other side of that, though, is that until uh, I mean, it was the late 80s or early 90s, buybacks were illegal right. because they were deemed fraud. Well, they're fraud,
0: because all you're doing they, is... Well yeah. well, yeah,
3: but then all of a sudden the SEC did just up and decided that they weren't anymore.
0: Well, it's because they were they were paid off to do that, Carl. We know that.
3: Well, but, that, but, that, but you look at everything that goes on within the structure of... If, if, just look at... Look what it just it just came out of the CDC, wolanski We're going to reorganize this thing because we were too slow to recognize this and this and this and other. I, you know, I've got a an article in the queue for tomorrow that's on the no, going to go on the no advertising side because I'm sure Google would give me a content strike for for listing all of the scams that the CDC ran all the way back to the fact that we mathematically knew that that virus was in the United States in October of 2019 and they never to this day have admitted this. And yet mathematically it had to be true.
0: Hey, what did you think and of, so, uh, on the same subject, what do you think that and Kevin sent out the other day where he, the, uh, the CDC's explanation of the, the vaccines and how they took the part about out about the, uh, the scratch protein is will leave your body within a year or something, now they don't say that anymore? Oh,
3: it's, it's not even, oh, it's even worse than that. The CDC managed to get, not only is there now proof, that the federal government conspired with social media sites to have individual people censored for saying things they didn't like during COVID. Okay, there's now there's now actual emails between Biden administration and Trump administration officials and Twitter, Facebook, and other social media executives. So there's proof that this happened, which means this is absolutely illegal because the First Amendment says Congress shall make the law. So that's against that's illegal. But on top of that the cdc changed the definition of vaccine and if you now look in webster's you go online you go into any of the online dictionaries you look it up what it is, go grab your paper copy of a dictionary look up the word vaccine and compare with what you now have everywhere online
0: i was having a uh, debate with uh, last time with some one of the guests we talked about this and eliani who you know uh, lover, she can be when she thinks she's right, she's pretty much out there. She must have dug through 15 definitions on, on the Internet while I was cooking breakfast, and every single
3: one matched
0: the new definition.
3: Right, and you know what? But, but pick up a, a paper dictionary that's more than a couple years old and open it up and take a look at what the definition is, and you'll find, because they can't edit the piece of paper that's sitting on your desk,
0: One of, the, right? one of my buddies, Carl, funny you should mention that. Uh, by the way, you're, you're usually first on everything, you were second on this. One of my buddies called up and says, "Chief, next time you go to an old book sale, first thing you do is buy a thirty-year-old Webster's. <laughs> take it home. Yeah. <laughs> 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 just stick it in your drawer because they
3: can't change it. Just <laughs> yeah. So you're you're absolutely well, and, correct, and, and you but you know, you're but you second. This is it just it just. You think this corruption is only one or two places? It's not. Look at what happened with the FBI and the Whitmer, the, the, the supposed kidnapping plot against Governor Whitmer in Michigan. Okay? Oh yeah." yeah. The, the people who were charged were acquitted. Now, that almost never happens when the federal government brings charges against people. I mean, it's like a 2% percent win rate. I was going to say, down.
0: they went they over 95% of their cases.
3: Yeah. So here's the, here's the thing. It was proved in open court. So this is not conjecture. This is not from some conspiracy web page somewhere. It was proved in open court that the FBI attempted to solicit these guys to kill, not kidnap, kill Whitner, Kill, wow. her. And when that failed because the people said no, we're not going to do that, then they kept pressuring them. They they showed up with booze and weed, and they got them stoned. And they finally found some path. They said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah we do, we'll go ahead. They even brought in people who were offering them explosives.
0: That's unbelievable. Hey, uh, did you happen to listen the other day? I know you don't listen every day. When I I did the arduous task of going through from from ninety nine or from, I'm sorry, from uh, December thirtieth, two thousand nineteen till today. And I looked at the amount of uh, money that went on the balance sheet, and I was reading that thing from uh, the guy from Hillsdale College regarding how much, in in the Civil War, how we only financed 12% of the war through printed money, and the rest of it we taxed and and borrowed. And I've I've got us from the last, however many months that is, till today, uh, I've got us... Printing forty three percent of the deficit, which
3: is, I know, it's, it's almost Confederate. You know, look what happened with the greenback, and then you look at what's going on now, and you go, "Oh, good Lord!"
0: Yeah, but okay, but I'm saying the greenback, according to this analysis, was only ten to twelve percent. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, it was, and even though that was bad, the Confederacy was like forty percent or fifty percent, and then they came, they were it was such crummy paper that people were able to make more, so it got even worse.
3: Well, in the, the Confederacy was about what we're doing now.
0: Yeah, it's about what we're doing now. That's, I mean, but I, how does? I'm not expecting these guys to, you know, sit in class with Milton Friedman. But, but Carl, this is right there. I mean, if, if every, if every you want, I well, yesterday, this guy from uh, Turkey lowers his interest rate because they got eighty percent inflation, and I, I and it took me two seconds to Google up in the last year their their money supply is up eighty percent.
3: Duh you know this is this well, is yeah not, this is, it's it's math people yeah. the number of people who deny mathematics is just astounding to me
0: yeah i mean why, why these are people that we hire to be the brightest. there isn't anybody on the fed that shouldn't know 10 times more than me that's but for god's sake how do you get to that job and that and, and deny monetary theory for god's sake
3: it's not even theory anymore I mean you know how many many times does the same thing have to happen when you do the same thing before you say well that's probably going to happen the next time
0: so in other words you wouldn't uh, if you're watching a movie where John Wayne fell off his horse you wouldn't bet against him thinking he'd never do it twice
3: Uh, no I don't think so
0: (laughs) (laughs) I I think there are people that would I (laughs) <laughs> it appears there are. Anyway, Kyle, what's going on for a weekend? I think It looks like we've had the most the yeah, best uh, weather in the really
2: world. It's just, uh, you
3: know, we've we got a little break in the weather, and interestingly enough, despite all the people screaming about it being so stupid hot, uh, I can tell you from power consumption figures around here, uh, no it isn't.
0: Well, we've had the most beautiful week and a half. You now tomorrow, supposed to be nasty rain all day long for the air and water show. I hope that doesn't happen.
3: Yeah, that was it. that. kind of stinks. Yeah. yeah,
0: well, the guy's been running around practicing all week, so it's kind of cool to watch that. But anyway, yep. Carl, have a nice weekend, bud. Talk to you next week. S&P futures down 33. we We'll come back a little bit. NASDAQ futures down 132. They haven't come back so much. Back on Monday, Stocks and Jocks.
6: Stocks and Jocks is brought to you by PTI Securities and Futures. Go to ptisecurities.com. PTI ProDirect. Trade for as low as a penny per share and a dollar per option contract. Learn more at com. Dax Research. Tune in for David Andelman's technical analysis on Mondays and Thursdays and call 1-800-821-4968.
5: You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.